This is episode number four, and today I am rolling solo. It only took Tom three episodes to get sick of me. He took a vacation. He needed a break, but I'm here still grinding for you guys because today we are talking deep dynasty sleepers. These are guys that are going to be on your waiver wire in dynasty leagues. They might be on other guys' taxi squads. They might just be at the end of their rosters, but they are guys that you need to either find in trades, throw in at the, at the end of big trades, or pick up off the waiver wire. They're essentially going to be free. So they're going to have relevancy this year or next year. So get them on your squads. But first, let's jump into some news. There's been some big news dropping today with Leonard Fournette being cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. $8.6 million in dead caps. So they obviously wanted him out. We have heard rumors about them wanting to trade him all offseason. They kind of had a tumultuous relationship, him and Tom Coughlin back in the day in his tenure. And, and so, yeah. He is out the door. So, yeah, that brings up Chris Thompson, Reichwell Armstead, Divine Ozigbo, and then rookie UDFAs, Taven Foster and James Robinson kind of rounds out that depth chart. But the guys we want to talk about are kind of those top three. How I break down this room is Chris Thompson will continue to to get that passing down work. He excels in that, and and he really doesn't have the size to be – a full workhorse back. And he really honestly doesn't have the bill of health either. He's, he's has yet to complete a 16 game season. Uh, next up you have Reichel Armstead. I think something to note here is that he's missed most of training camp from August 2nd to the 20th. He was out on the COVID list. Um, so that was a, a longer stint than most people, uh, most players have had on the COVID list. On top of that, he also missed practice today. So just seems like he's missed a lot of practice, and that's a lot of reps that are going to uh, Divine, going to these undrafted free agents. So moving into Ozigbo, he is a guy that was undrafted out of Nebraska. He's got that six-foot, 225 build that's really similar to Leonard Fournette, um, and he's really flashed in camp. You know, with Armstead out, he's been the guy that's been you know right behind uh, Fournette. For, for most of these practices. And I think he's going to be the guy that kind of steps up um, and they'll split time between him and Armstead who will likely return to practices. It's just an illness, uh, apparently not COVID related. Hopefully that's not uh, a flashback here, but you know, he's a, he's a guy that, that's been flashing in camp. And so I think that's a guy that you need to keep your, your eye on. I know we're talking about deep sleepers here and he's probably already picked up, but if he is still on your waiver wire, then I think that's a guy that you need to, to, to pick up. In other sad running back news, Alvin Kamara has now missed three practices. They are saying that it is unexcused. It is contract-related. He's scheduled to make $2.3 million this year, and that is way under his value you know, as a top five-ish uh, running back, top 10 for sure. Um, these guys are making you know, $12 million, $15 million. So he is definitely underpaid right now. It's really tricky to speculate on this right now because holdouts in general with this new CBA are tricky. Um, there's more expensive fines. If they miss any part of the season, it doesn't accrue uh, towards their season of fr- to free agency. So it's really tough on the players to hold out this season. So I'm not overly worried, but it, it is worth mentioning. And, and you do have to kind of monitor the situation uh, behind him on the depth chart is Latavius Murray, which is most likely on uh, someone's team right now. And then Ty Montgomery, who might be out there. So keep an eye 
out on this situation. If you have a spare spot, maybe pick up Ty Montgomery. The final piece of news is Jalen Rager. Oh, just so much excitement for this rookie. Uh, has been balling out in camp, and he actually gets hurt uh, making a tackle on a Jalen Hurts interception. He has a partially torn shoulder labrum, and he's expected to be out for about four weeks. That's the the early timetable here. So it's just it's not great for the Eagles right now. They're just having horrible injury luck. Just straight twenty twenty is taking a dump on them. They've lost their two best, well, two of their their better offensive linemen. Obviously, they still have Kelsey um, at center, but they lost Dillard this this week as well at left tackle. So that probably moves Jason Peters back to left tackle, who was playing right guard. Uh, for Brandon Brooks, who was an all-pro right guard for the Eagles last season. So, yeah, they're just having a lot of injuries. And on top of that, the reason Jalen Hurts threw the interception is he was playing in place of Carson Wentz, who is day-to-day with soft tissue injury, which I have no idea what that means, but he's considered day-to-day, so it's not expected to affect uh, week one. So just things to monitor with the Eagles there. On the depth chart, they obviously have Deshaun Jackson leading the wide receiver room. And then it's it's some of these uh, younger guys, Arthega Whiteside, John Hightower, and Quez Watkins are, are kind of those names to to watch at the wide receiver position. But enough about all of these sad running back stories, these injury stories. Let's get into the meat of the show, the deep dart throws for 2020 and 2021. This is this is dynasty here, so we're looking at you know the next two three years, and these are all guys that I think are either on your waiver wire or just at the end of rosters that you can get for extremely little, or maybe it's just an ad button right now. So these are your 2017 Austin Ecklers, your, your 2018 Philip Lindsay's, your 2019 Darren Wallers. These are guys that I'm hoping will pop for you either this season or in 2021. So let's get rolling with the quarterback position. I've got two here. First one is Josh Rosen, and a lot of you groan or roll your eyes uh, as you hear that name, but he has just had terrible luck. Uh, in his NFL career so far, he gets replaced by Kyler Murray, you know, after 13 games starting with Arizona. And then he loses out on a quarterback position battle in Miami with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then they turn around and draft Tua Tungvaloa. He's third on the depth chart right now. Like, what can you say? Like, it's not a great outlook for Josh Rosen as we sit today, but he's a former 10th overall pick of the 2018 draft. Reports out of camp is that he's just worked his butt off. He has a positive attitude. You know, he's battling with Tua for that QB2 spot right now. Like, everyone thinks it's it's automatically Tua, and and I do think Tua will get it. They didn't draft him, you know, at, at number five for no reason. So I think Tua will end up winning that. But right now, Rosen uh, is, is is working hard. He, his team actually beat Tua's team in, in the Dolphins scrimmage 10-6, to 6, so whatever that says, you know. Rosen is a guy that I think if the situation changes, he can have a lot of value really quickly. So super flex leagues. You need to make sure he's rostered. He probably is, but in, in, in some of these trades, just toss out uh, jo- or have Josh Rosen tossed into the trade. And just see if you can throw in a fourth on your end and toss in Josh Rosen and, and see if you can get him on your squad. I do think he is a guy to to monitor, especially in super flex leagues. The second quarterback is Jacob Eason. This is a rookie out of Washington that plays for the Colts, and he's a guy that I was really high on during the draft process. And I don't think he could have gone to a better situation. He's sitting behind Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. He's actually the third string, kind of battling for third string right now. But yeah, he he is able to sit and learn. He does, he's not tossed into the fire like some of these other rookies. As a fourth round pick with just a cannon of an arm, I think it's great for him 
to to sit back, kind of learn an NFL offense. That's that, that's a good thing for Jacob Eason right now. Beat writers are basically raving about his talent, his arm talent, his ability to you know dissect uh, NFL offenses at such an early time in his rookie season. He hasn't thrown a pick in camp, which is insane. Honestly, like we 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 hear about people throwing three picks in a practice. This is a rookie who hasn't thrown one interception all training camp, and he'll probably throw one on on Tuesday. You probably listen to this on Tuesday. He'll probably throw one. You know, by the time this is this is produced, but this is a guy that I think just has crazy potential with Philip Rivers on a one year deal and at age thirty eight, Jacoby Brissett on the last year of his deal. It's not too wild to think that Jacob Eason could be the starting quarterback for the Colts in 2021. With that offensive line, with that offensive talent around him, that's a guy that just has crazy potential if he's given that chance. So he can be stored on a taxi squad if you have those in your league, and I just think he's a no-brainer for these these dynasty teams that have Roethlisberger's, Brady's, Breeze, all these older quarterbacks, Phillip Rivers. You know, that, that, This is a guy that you should have on your taxi squad who can maybe take a – a huge jump in value in 2021. So moving over to running back, the first guy I have here is Travion Williams of the Bengals. So since he cuts Rodney Anderson, breaking people's hearts who have been hoping that Rodney Anderson can overcome his his knee injuries um, that he had during his collegiate career and then followed him into the NFL. But he's gone. Gio Bernard turns uh, 29 next season and his contract's going to be $3.7 million and he has less than half a mil in dead money. That is a lot to pay for backup, especially if they're going to give a new deal to Joe Mixon. So I can see them parting ways with Gio Bernard. And I think that kind of opens the door for Travion Williams to have that RB2 role behind Joe Mixon. Now, obviously, you, you we want these guys you know, to have the starting gig, but running back two in the NFL, you know it just takes a little bit to change where all of a sudden they're they're in the starting role. It just takes a little injury here or there, and they can really produce for you. So if Williams is just a clear afterthought for people right now, he's at the end of the rosters, dusty, not thought about. You know, See if you can toss him in on a trade, offer offer a fourth, maybe a late third, and, and I think this is somebody that you can – can add to your team for for little you know just talking about Travion a little bit in in his collegiate career you know he, he's a he's a quick back he he isn't fast he didn't have a great 40 time I think it was 4.5 4. Um, 40 time but he's he's quick and he has good lateral movement he and, and the thing is he really excels at pass blocking and obviously that's a huge trait uh, in the NFL especially for young guys if you can pass block you can get on the field so since he moves on from Rodney they can potentially move on from $3.7 million next year with Geo. And all of a sudden, you know, Trayvon Williams is, is fantasy relevant for your team. So get him while you can right now. So next up is Mike Davis of the Panthers. Yes, that Mike Davis that flashed for Seattle a couple of years ago. He faltered last year with Chicago, but he's really had a great camp so far for Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers. All reports say that he's kind of passed Reggie Bonifin as that backup to Christian McCaffrey. He's a bigger bodied guy. And, and so that kind of, you know, adds to that touchdown goal line red zone mentality there. So I think that in itself, it kind of gives him a little bit of standalone value. I think, I don't think Matt rule is going to have Christian McCaffrey play the amount of snaps or the snap share. I should say he did that Christian McCaffrey played last year. It was extremely high highest in the NFL and to kind of preserve uh, McCaffrey's uh, longevity for the Panthers. I think it's smart to, to work in these other backs. And I think you'll see Mike Davis taking some of the, those goal line carries 
as a bigger back. But just because I say he's a bigger back doesn't mean he can't also catch the ball. He had 34 catches in 2018 with Seattle. So I think he, and Matt Rule also says this, that he's a more than a one-dimensional player. He can kind of do it, do it all, even though he has that bigger stature. So this is a guy that could obviously go off if Christian McCaffrey goes down. And I think you need to have him on your rosters. And I've seen him in dynasty leagues out on waiver wire. So check the waiver wire. If he's not there, you know, maybe check some rosters and see if you can get him for cheap. Next up, Benny Snell. Look, I'm not a Benny Snell. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Guy, but you have to you have to just like the situation here. He's played really well in camp by all reports is that he's going to be the the running back two behind Benny Snell. McFarland's not quite ready for that role. Anthony McFarland, the rookie out of Maryland. And then Jalen Samuels is kind of on that roster bubble. He's the best pass catching back. I think that they have, but uh, it's really unknown if he's going to make the team right now. So maybe monitor that Saturday is the, the cut down day for all these NFL teams Saturday at 4 PM Eastern, I believe. So kind of monitor the Steelers situation and, if, if Samuels is cut, I think Benny Snell is going to just be that main back behind James Conner. So obviously being behind James Conner, that's a position where you have opportunity to play. Uh, Snell got 108 touches last year. He had over 400 yards rushing. And everybody says that he looks better this year in camp. So behind the glass man there in James Conner, I think this is a situation that you want to have the backup running back. And it sounds like it's Benny Snell. So even though I don't love him as a player, he had 3,800 rushing yards in his career and at Kentucky. So I, I think that just goes to show that he he's done it before. He does have the talent. He's somebody that you probably need to have, you know, on your roster. He's, he's not going to be on waiver wire. So this is a guy um, that might cost a third, but I think this is the situation is just too good to ignore right now. The final running back I have is definitely sleeper status. He is an undrafted free agent out of Baylor and he plays for San Francisco. That's Michael Hasty, so he kind of won the undrafted free agent battle against Salvan Ahmed. Ahmed got cut, so now Hasty is kind of that running back five, which doesn't sound great when we're talking about trying to get fantasy points. But get this: every single running back outside of Raheem Mostert on the 49ers roster is in the last year of their deal. So that's Coleman, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, Jeff Wilson. They could all be elsewhere next year, and if that happens. That's obviously great for Jamichael Hasty. Kyle Shanahan likes to use a committee system, and I think it'll be a really good situation if Hasty is able to kind of mix in there behind Raheem Mostert. And this is a guy that can just really be a, a talented piece for your for your rosters at such a low cost. It's something that can be on your taxi squad, honestly. So yeah, he's a talented receiver. 
He had 80 receptions in his career at Waco. So not only can he run the ball, but he can also catch. And I think that's something that Kyle Shanahan likes in his running backs. They tried to, to get that going with McKinnon. Um, they obviously like that portion in, in Tevin Coleman. So if those two backs are gone next year, I think Hasty kind of steps into that role. So, yeah, I think this is a guy that needs to be on taxi squads. Make sure if he's out there to add him to yours. Okay, we're going to move into wide receivers here. There are just a ton of popping wide receivers right now in training camp. I'm going to have a list of 16 for you guys, but let's keep it to four here. And I'm going to start out with one from the Patriots. Let's go back and see a little bit of Bill Belichick history. Wes Welker, 5'9", 185 pounds. He had four top 15 wide receivers. He was undrafted. Julian Edelman, 5'10", 198 pounds. He had four top 25 wide receiver seasons in fantasy, and he was a seventh-round draft pick. And now we have Gunnar Olsetsky, and he is six foot, 190 pounds, and he was also undrafted. There's just a trend here with wide receivers for Bill Belichick, and I think that is something that we need to take seriously. Osetsky is absolutely lighting up Patriots training camp this year. Beat writers have been raving about his route running. He was kind of a long shot to make this roster when he came in this offseason, but now he is a safe lock for that 53-man roster. He's been getting targets up there with Julian Edelman, you know, above Mohamed Sanu, above Nikhil Harry, who has kind of been struggling in camp. You've seen a lot of conflicting reports that, that have just said Nikhil Harry has been uh, up and down, inconsistent at best. So with Edelman turning 35 next season and Mohamed Sanu in the last year of his deal, you know, Gunner could be chomping at the bit for slot snaps here in the near future. He's a guy that's probably on your dynasty waiver wires. So just make sure he's picked up if, if he's out there, because this is a guy that 365 days from now could be a starting slot wide receiver in a Bill Belichick offense. We cannot talk about deep sleepers for dynasty that are being hyped up in 2020 training camp without talking about training camp goat, Gabe Davis, ladies and gentlemen, this guy out of Buffalo was a fourth round draft pick, kind of a surprising fourth round. I don't think many, many people expected him to go that high. He's out of UCF and he's just forced his way up the depth chart into our fantasy minds, into our dynasty minds, because literally every single day beat writers are writing and showing about some highlight play that he's made. If we look at the rest of that wide receiver room, both John Brown and Cole Beasley are over 30 years old. The way this guy is playing in Gabe Davis, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts to leap them by the end of this year in the pecking order for targets. As they as they, they age and Gabe Davis becomes more comfortable with the offense, I think you see this with the rookies that the first half of the year, they're kind of they're slow. You don't see a lot of flashes. I mean, we saw it a little bit with Marquise Brown, but really it's that second half, that A.J. Brown type of second half of a season where these rookie wide receivers start to go off. So I know he's buried on the depth chart right now, but that's why he's basically free in your dynasty leagues and some that you need to stash. He's probably on most people's rosters, but just double check. And if he is, I don't I don't think it's it's a terrible deal to offer a 2021 fourth um, and get him on your taxi squad. He's not even going to take up a regular roster space for you. So this is a guy, of all the guys I'm mentioning, this is a guy that just has been popping game in, game out, highlights every single day out of camp. So definitely check out Gabe Davis in your dynasty leagues. Colin Johnson is the next wide receiver I'm going to hit on. He was the sixth round pick for the Jaguars in this year's draft. And he's played like anything but a late round draft pick in training camp. 
on a team that's littered with wide receiver talent, everyone said he's been the star of camp, like the guy that you need to be watching and the guy making plays. Um, he's massive. He has a six six frame, and he's just been making unbelievable catches left and right. D.D. Westbrook, Chris Conley, and Keelan Cole, they're all in the last year of their contracts. And so this wide receiver depth chart could just be completely different uh, and opened up for Colin Johnson come 2021. So I think this is a situation to monitor. To monitor. Colin Johnson's probably in, in deeper leagues. He's probably on some rosters, but he's probably out there in a lot of, in a lot of leagues as well. So, you know, with how bad the Jaguars are expected to be, um, I expect them to test out some of their younger talents, some of their rookies as the season progresses. I mean, if they are, you know, two and 12, you know, coming into week 15, I wouldn't be surprised if they just give regular snaps to Colin Johnson and some of these other rookies just to see what they have in them. Keep an eye on Colin Johnson. I think he's a guy that will get snaps as the season progresses and then has a really good opportunity to be a starting wide receiver behind DJ Chark and LaVishka Chenault here in 2021. Okay, let's finish up the wide receivers with a guy that did not play wide receiver in college. He played quarterback. He was drafted as a running back, but he is currently listed on the Dolphins' depth chart as a wide receiver, and that's seventh rounder Malcolm Perry out of Navy. And boy, does Miami need wide receivers right now. After both Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson opted out this season, the middle of that wide receiver room after Devontae Parker and Preston Williams basically just has Hakeem Grant and Isaiah Ford. And, you know, those guys are, you know, their names, and I think Hakeem Grant will probably open the season as wide receiver three, but Malcolm Perry is just a talented athlete that I think we need to keep our eyes on. He's probably a guy that's not on too many rosters in dynasty leagues that you're in. He might be on some here or there, but most of the leagues that I've seen, he is on the waiver wire. So this is a guy that's for sure a free pickup and someone you can toss on that taxi squad. He's honestly been turning a lot of heads in training camp, and you never know with injuries here. Hakeem Grant never seems to stay healthy. Isaiah Ford is, is a big question mark there. You can easily see Malcolm Perry being that wide receiver three towards the middle of the season, end of the season, and on a team that just throws as much as the Dolphins did last year. Now, their defense is a little bit better, so I do expect that number to regress. This is a team that's probably going to throw 575 times still. So wide receiver three is somebody that you want to have on your dynasty teams. Let's let the tight ends bring us home here. I got two tight ends to finish this out. First one is Jordan Akins from the Texans. I am a Kahale Warren truther. I know there are tons of them out there that are angry to hear me bring up Jordan Aiken's name, but we have to adjust to the situation. And the situation is that Warren is competing for a roster spot with third stringer Jordan Thomas right now and kind of a, an afterthought. You know, he's a guy that I do like and I'm still going to keep on my on my rosters if possible. But if Aikens is out there, he's the guy that needs to be he's the guy that needs to be on your team. He has kind of taken over that tight end one role over Dan, Darren Fells. He's had a better camp. You know, last year, Aikens managed to get 55 targets, and he turned that into 36 receptions and 418 yards, which is just really surprising. Like, if you told me Jordan Aikens got 55 targets last year, I would have called you a liar. He's rarely talked about, and with DeAndre Hopkins gone, there's going to be 160 targets to go around. Obviously, they brought in Brandon Cooks. Will Fuller is healthy. Randall Cobb's healthy. Kenny Stills is healthy. But the target's going to be all over the place, and I think it just adds to all these other guys if there's not one guy getting 160 targets. So look for Jordan Akins to improve on his 2019 season. Maybe he can get the 60-ish target range, and that's a, a pretty big deal if we're talking tight ends that are 
potentially on your waiver wire or at the end of dynasty rosters. So make sure you check him out, see if he is available. Last name for the pod is Logan Thomas out of Washington. You know, Thomas had a really weird career or he's had a really weird career so far. You know, he played quarterback in college. He was a fourth round pick for Arizona drafted as a tight end, but never recorded a target. So then they cut him at the end of the season. Well, at the beginning of next year, actually, he got cut in, in September of 2015. And they didn't pick back up with the team until 2017. He flashed a bit with Detroit in 2019, but now he's the projected starter for Dwayne Haskins. I think that is big because outside of Terry McLaurin, there is a bunch of unknown. Antonio Gibson's getting a lot of hype. Antonio Gandy-Golden. But there's just, you know, those are just two rookies. You know, I think Logan Thomas has an opportunity to get 50, 60 targets here in this offense. Logan Thomas, I've seen on almost every waiver wire in all of my leagues. I picked him up in a handful of them. This is a guy that if you have or if you need tight end depth, he's he's a guy that you should add and he's going to be basically free. And that wraps up your deep dynasty sleepers, the dart throws, the potential Darren Wallers, the Philip Lindsay's, the Austin Ecklers. Every year we have some. I think some of these guys on this list will pop. Take a look in your league, see if any of these guys are on your waiver wire, or if you're able to slide some of these guys into trades as a, as a cheap add-on. I really appreciate you guys all listening. I hope Tom is back next week so then you just don't have to listen to me ramble on for 20, 25 minutes. We'll have to check in with Tom, make sure that he's doing okay after all these Eagle injuries. His heart's probably very sad, so I'll do a little check-in, and hopefully we have him back for next week, episode five. Thank you for listening to the TFA Dinah Show. See you.